Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the FPL Playbook by Playmaker. I'm Sam and as you can tell I'm feeling pretty Christmassy today. I'm actually recording this on Christmas Eve. Full disclosure, I made a version of the playbook yesterday, uh, spent quite a while filming it and then as soon as I came out the Liverpool game was called off so it became completely irrelevant. So I thought I'd recreate the episode so you get the best content possible and the best updates ahead of the Boxing Day fixtures. If you do appreciate that and if you are enjoying the content so far, it really would mean a lot, especially this week. If you could leave a like, comment or subscribe to the channel, it really helps us grow. It makes it all worthwhile as well. And uh, also it helps us reach out into the community to find other FPL managers out there. In the meantime, let's have a look at how my team did all the way back in game week 18, which now in the grand scheme of things feels a lifetime ago. Uh, I actually got 63 points from just eight starting players, which actually went quite well. It got, got me a green arrow up from 6k to 5k. So very, very happy with how the season's going so far. But um, for any podcast uh, listeners out there, here is my team. It's Ramsdale in goal, two points. Trent, James, uh, Diaz and Cancelo all returned in the back line. Obviously, Trent with uh, seven, James six, Diaz 12 and Cancelo 18. I know a lot of you out there actually captain Cancelo very bravely and it paid off massively, obviously, because Salah blanked for the, just the second time this season. So uh, I think the only other blank this season was at home to Burnley. And even then he had a goal ruled out for a very marginal offside. Well, this was the first week of the whole year where he hasn't looked like scoring necessarily. And he did blank, so he got me four points. Jota got me a goal for seven points. Uh, Bowen obviously didn't play. Foden, annoyingly, because he's been a little bit of a naughty boy, uh, didn't uh, get into the side and zero points for him. Saka, seven points. And then obviously Ollie Watkins, who... About a million managers brought him in ahead of game week 18. I actually wasn't one of them. I brought brought him in in 17, but also suffered in much the same way. No points for him. And obviously, like pretty much all of you out there, I'm guessing no players on the bench to help you out and to come into the starting lineup. So I only had eight starting players. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are in a similar boat. I did see a few with a full 11, so congratulations if you are one of them. If you want to show off your game week rank, if you want to show off your score for game week 18, please do leave it in the comments. I always like having a look at how other people did. Speaking of how other people did, the transfers of the game week this week were made by Sheriff Kader. Uh, took a minus four. Uh, and got 29 point net gain from that. So very well done to you. Brought in Cancelo and Martinelli, incredibly, who got two goals in that first half against Leeds. Looked really good for it as well. Got rid of Gallagher and Livramento. I think those are very wise moves. I myself am getting a little bit sick of Livramento too. And I think those all made perfect sense. Obviously, it paid off in a very big way. So congratulations to you. Again, if you're out there, do uh, leave your transfers from Game Week 18 in the comments. Let me know how you did. Let me know what your plans are ahead of Game Week 19, which already looks like complete chaos, which we will get into just momentarily. Obviously, some big, big talking points today that we want to get into. Uh, the first of which is, of course, the fact that we look like we're going to have some double Game Weeks Coming up in, at the very least, Game Week 22. There's the outside possibility of Game Week 21 also offering up some doubles. But we won't go into that today because it doesn't look completely nailed on. And I don't want to give anyone any false hope. I don't want to give anyone any misinformation. So right now today, we'll deal with what we 99% know. Ben Krellin, who is the best at this stuff, do follow him at on Twitter at Ben Krellin. Uh, double L in the middle there. Um, he has been saying all week that it looks like double game week 22 is a go. We've got a good amount of fixtures that are going to be pushed into that midweek because they've rearranged um, the FA Cup slightly. So there are no second legs or anything like that, which means that there is a free midweek for all of these fixtures to uh, that were postponed to get jammed back into. Um, we won't go through all of the teams here. Obviously, if you're watching the YouTube show, uh, you can see on screen all of the fixtures for all 20 sides for the next five weeks. 
if you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast, I will narrate the teams that I'm talking about, but do check out the YouTube channel if you're able to, because then you can have a look at the fixtures and their relative difficulty as well. <clears throat> Starting off at the top, the first double game week we have is Arsenal. It looks like they will have a double game week in 22 of Tottenham and Chelsea. Not ideal whatsoever. Both of them away as well. Um, now, admittedly, Tottenham is the North London derby. So there's always the chance that uh, Arsenal up their game for that and properly go for the throat. But Tottenham have looked much better defensively since Conte came in and also going forward as well, it must be said. So not an easy fixture by any means. And then obviously Chelsea fighting up near the top of the league are always going to be a hard uh, fixture, especially when they go to Stamford Bridge to take them on. One thing I would say in Arsenal's favour is Chelsea have been slightly leak leaky recently. So I'd say if you've got Arsenal players, that double up isn't enough to make me sell them. Um, but I probably wouldn't be prioritising bringing in Arsenal players any later than this week when they go up against Norwich. By the time we get to game week 20, all of a sudden you're looking at Wolves, Man City, then Tottenham and Chelsea. And as a cluster, that's not really that great. So I probably wouldn't be eyeing up targeting them over the next few weeks um, but if you've got them already like myself I'm, I'm certainly not in a position to be selling anyone with a double game week given the situation we're all in this week and also considering they're one of the teams that are going ahead this weekend with a prime fixture too so that's my advice on Arsenal probably don't sell maybe don't buy unless uh, you're desperate for extra players this week uh, the next team that we're going to look at is Aston Villa now, almost the complete inverse of Arsenal. They don't have a good fixture this week. Um, obviously, a lot of us brought in Ollie Watkins ahead of game week 17 or 18. Um, and now anyone who's still got him has Chelsea at home this week, which isn't ideal. But hey, at least it's a fixture. At least we've got a, a player with a game, which I think is easier said than done at the moment. And then after that, the fixtures really do loosen up they're much easier for Aston Villa after that they've got Leeds away followed by Brentford away and then they look like they're going to have a tasty double up of Man United and Burnley both at home now obviously if it was just Man United in isolation that's not a good fixture but when you look at them both at home in a short turnaround they don't have to travel they will set up for both of those games and probably not rotate not have to rotate too much because again they're not really traveling the Christmas period's out of the way. That Burnley second fixture, I really like, especially if you're already on someone like Ollie Watkins. I think that double up really does work. And it, just see the Man United game as an extra bonus, two points at minimum. Who knows? Maybe they can nick a couple of goals and Ollie Watkins can be on uh, the receiving end of that. Um, and then obviously as well, their exit ramp after 22 is Everton away, which is a decent enough fixture at the moment. I wouldn't be scared of that. So Aston Villa are a team that actually I might recommend if you're building a squad to game week 22. After this week, you might be able to start transferring them in uh, ahead of the game week 22 because they've got that good run before beforehand too. Brentford also have a double game week uh, by the looks of it, and they've been handed the Southampton away fixture in that, again, by the looks of it. Um, Liverpool away, then Southampton away isn't ideal, but I think the Southampton away fixture does make it acceptable. One thing, again, much like with Arsenal, I would say is if you don't already have them, I certainly wouldn't be prioritising transferring them in. The fixtures up until 22 aren't great. Uh, Brighton away, Man City at home, Aston Villa at home, all defences that have been really tight recently. And then obviously, as we know, Liverpool are always going to be a really tough fixture, especially at Anfield. And Southampton haven't actually been the worst defensively this season either. So really, when you look at all of those games, yes, they've got the benefit of two in one week. But the fixtures aren't ideal from uh, an attacking point of view. And realistically, if we're looking at Brentford assets, it probably is their forwards. It, it is probably Tony and Mbwemo. And I think if you've got them already, I've got Tony already. I'm not sure if I'd prioritise selling them. A lot very similar to the Arsenal lads. But again, I probably wouldn't be bringing them in, especially early. Um, maybe, possibly on a free here if other games fall by the wayside in game week 22 then that Southampton away fixture might be enough to tempt me to bring in one of them as maybe some bench fodder or something um, if I was free hitting that week, which we'll go into later. But really, as it stands, I'm, I'm not convinced that I'd be prioritising them. 
Uh, Brighton as well have a double game week of Crystal Palace and Man United. But similarly, don't really have the fixtures beforehand to make me want to prioritise bringing them in. Um, Brentford, Chelsea, Everton, not not terrible. A two out of three, I can see them doing okay in. But the Chelsea away game really swings it, I think. And I'm not sure. I Again, I wouldn't be selling them. If you've got them, I know a lot of you still have Sanchez. But I certainly wouldn't be targeting their outfield players. Um, maybe by the time 22 rolls around, you might uh, be looking at a Tariq Lamptey. Or who knows, maybe a Duffy if he's back. I'm not sure on his fitness status at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, is Duffy injured or is it Dunk injured? Actually, I'm not sure. I think Dunk's out for quite a while. So uh, potentially Duffy. Dunk, um, again, if he is back, maybe, maybe. But I'm not too certain on that one. Um, also, anyone who's uh, been playing FPL for a while will remember what happens when uh, you uh, captain Duffy on a double game week. So maybe let's not go back there. Um, Burnley as well, potentially have a double game week. Not the worst one uh, of Leicester and Aston Villa. But again, I, I just wouldn't be prioritising them. There's no one who has enough upside. I know in the community, we always like getting in on Chris Wood at some point in the season. Potentially, if you're on a free hit, that could be a an interesting proposal, especially with so many of the forwards not really firing at the moment. We could certainly see Chris Wood coming into a few sides in game week 22, but I'm not sure I'd be bringing him in any earlier than 21 um, with Leeds away in that game week. Uh, but then after afterwards, it's Arsenal in game week 23, so you'll probably want to be looking at selling him pretty quickly after that. Chelsea are the really interesting one. Um, they are probably a team that, despite having a double game week, I'll be looking at um, shipping off pretty quickly now. Um, Aston Villa and Brighton aren't too bad in isolation in game weeks 19 and 20. Although one thing I would say is the Aston Villa game in 19 does look like it's the most likely to next be called off. So do keep an eye out on that. I'm recording this on Friday morning on Christmas Eve. We know about two postponements, as you can see on screen, but we don't know about any others. So if the Chelsea-Aston Villa game gets called off, that will affect our thinking. I'd actually probably go as far as to say I might be prioritising selling Chelsea assets quite quickly if that game's called off. Because when you look at the game weeks after that, you've got Brighton, Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal in that double game week by the looks of it, and then Tottenham in game week 23 as well. What you don't see on screen as well is that they've got the blank game weeks coming up in 24 and 25 when they go off to the Club World Cup, which means really as a, a as a cluster of fixtures all the way through to the end of 25, they, they're probably down at the bottom of the fixture difficulty uh, ticker. They're probably looking like the worst team to invest in from a neutral standpoint, obviously, the thing is with Chelsea is they are an elite side. They will potentially be picking up points against anyone. I just think objectively speaking, those are fixtures you don't want to be targeting uh, any players in. And if you've got two or three Chelsea assets, you might want to start looking at selling one or two of them now and then getting rid of the third one ahead of Liverpool in uh, game week 21. Um but hey, Chelsea obviously can beat anyone. They've got a good record against Man City. Obviously are very capable of beating Arsenal as well. So you never know um, if they get uh, their act together by then, then they could easily get six points from that double and we could all look like fools. But if we're looking at just from a fixtures point of view, maybe not the team to be targeting right now. Um, Crystal Palace, again, Brighton and Watford away in the double by the looks of it. Don't really have the fixtures either side to be targeting bringing in their players ahead of time um, or for the long term for the long term so again might favor the free hit if you're looking at palace assets especially because that double game week isn't bad at all i don't mind that double i think it's a half decent one um, but yeah with west ham and liverpool either side probably suggests that i wouldn't be transferring in their players ahead of that if you've already got someone like conor gallagher i think it's acceptable i think you probably persevere and keep him now um, especially because of that Norwich game in game week 20. But I wouldn't be bu buying them necessarily right now. Um, Everton leads uh, don't have doubles. Um, Everton's fixtures are kind. So if for whatever reason um, you fancy DCL to come back in quite quickly, I know he's approaching full fitness now. Um, that might be a, a differential shout. Obviously, he won't be heavily favoured because he doesn't have that double game week coming. But again, who knows? He could be 
better than a lot of the double game week strikers at this rate. And uh, he is one of the most prolific strikers in the league when fit. So could be an outside shout there. Leeds, unfortunately, when I recorded this video yesterday, I didn't hate the idea of bringing in Leeds assets. However, now with the Liverpool game off this week, and now only four game weeks, four games in the next five weeks, which when you look at other teams who have got six games coming up in the next five weeks, really not a team that you'd be targeting right now. I think even if you've got Rafinha, there are opportunities to move off and look elsewhere. Obviously, if we're just looking at the fixture difficulty in isolation after game week, once we get to game week 20, I think they're objectively good fixtures overall, but without the double and with the fact that Leeds are really struggling with injury problems at the moment, the only player you can realistically look at is Rafinha. And because he's got the blank this week and no double in 22, I think there are opportunities to uh, improve your side by taking him out and bringing in a mid-price midfielder, of which there are many at the moment. Um, Le uh, Le moving on to Leicester, really terrible short-term fixtures, Man City and Liverpool. But then in game week 21, I think that is a team that we could be targeting, bringing in uh, assets early for Norwich at home in game week 21. So Vardy, Madison could both be great picks for that. And then they go into their double game week, which isn't a bad one at all with Burnley and Tottenham by the looks of it. Again, unconfirmed, but do keep an eye out for that. That does mean that that could favour actually using your transfers to get to game week 22, but you would have to make the Leicester transfers relatively late unless you're comfortable having them for Man City or Liverpool in the next two game weeks. Um, Liverpool, that's the big news really. Unfortunately, and the reason I had to re-record this whole video, again, please leave a like if you haven't done so already. Um, I would appreciate it. It is Christmas Eve. Hopefully, hopefully my family don't arrive whilst I'm recording this. Um, but Liverpool sadly had their prime home fixture against Leeds cancelled uh, yesterday uh, at about midday. Obviously, all of us have at least double Liverpool. I'd be very surprised if you didn't. Um, Salah, obviously, a few triple captainers out there. I think a few of us eyed up that fixture as a potential triple captain fixture. Obviously, never wise really to put it in a single game week, but if you, if there ever was a week to do it, that probably would be the one. It might not be the optimal player, but play, but I certainly see the logic. And I was myself quite tempted as well. But now on the bright side of life, if we are looking at that, that side of it, glass half full, it does mean Liverpool will have a double game week at some point this season, which will feature Leeds at home. So save those triple captainships if you haven't used them already. And uh, even if it is pushed into game week 22, when Salah will be at the African Cup at Nations, if it goes ahead, of course, um, then it's game week 22, Brentford at home and Leeds at home. And to be honest, I could well be uh, tempted into uh, double, uh, triple captaining Trent Alexander-Arnold for that, given the form he's been in recently. So I think there's plenty of positives to look at for that. But obviously in the short term, it leads us all, leaves us all with a lot of issues to sort out in our teams. Very depleted squads around the board at the moment. Um, all of us have Salah and Trent. A lot of us have Jota. A few of us even might have brought in Simicas ahead of game week 19, given Robbo's uh, suspension. So we're all heavily invested in Liverpool assets. Um, I've noticed Salah's ownership is going down quickly already. And we've got a big section on Salah coming up later on in the show, debating whether or not we need to be selling him. I know, I know, crazy how things change in just one week of FPL, but we could be looking at selling him. Another option is, of course, uh, to free hit this week or potentially even bench him. But we'll go into those options later on in the show. So do stay tuned for that. Um, Man City, obviously, again, half decent fixtures in the medium to long term, but no double in 22. Uh, Chelsea at home, I'm tripled up on Man City at the moment. And again, that does kind of favour using that free hit chip in game week 22, because I do want those Man City assets long term. But realistically, one home fixture to Chelsea in game week 22 is not ideal. And it gives me an opportunity to move off three of them for just one week. So a free hit chip would be ideal for that scenario. But again, we will be going into the free hit and the different strategies we can use for that free for that bonus free hit that we've all been given later on in the show. Um, next up, Man United is one of the key prime uh, 
teams to be targeting the fixtures of because not only do they have nice short-term fixtures, but they've also got a fairly handy double in game week 22 by the looks of it too. So Newcastle away, followed by Burnley at home, Wolves at home, and then a double of Aston Villa away and Brighton at home. Those are certainly fixtures that I'd be looking at with great interest, um, especially now that Liverpool don't have that fixture in game week 19. It might give us an opportunity to um, divest our funds, spread them around into Man United assets. Obviously, Ronaldo's quite a tough player to get to, but now we might have a 12.5 million hole in our sides when we sell Salah, a 13 million hole even, um, which we could spend a little bit of money on a striker upgrade to Ronaldo potentially. Also, Man United defensively might be a team to look at considering all of those teams that they are going up against in the next four um, do struggle to get goals generally. Newcastle have struggled, Burnley have struggled, both XGIs of, un, uh, sorry, XG, XGs, <laughs> pardon me, of under one so far this season. I think Wolves are the same actually. And then Aston Villa and Brighton, I think are averaging an XG per game of around one themselves too. So certainly a defence I'd be eyeing up over the next few weeks. Newcastle, I don't think we need to talk about. Same as Norwich. Uh, no real fancy interest there at the moment. Southampton, a few of us have Livermento and a couple of us might have Brozier in their sides. I'd certainly be keeping them now, um, unless you're really, really frustrated with Livermento like I am. I think he's probably not a priority sell given the fact that they've got a fairly handy double coming up in 22 of Wolves and Brentford. And having that um, cheap bench player coming in most weeks because we will have a lot of COVID postponements coming up uh, might be a handy tool to have. Already this week, it looks like he will be coming off my bench um, and bolstering my starting lineup. Uh, again, not an ideal fixture away at West Ham, but hey, we take what we can at the moment. A starting player is a bonus. Um, the big one, possibly even more of a priority than Man United that everyone's targeting at the moment is Tottenham and they've got some great fixtures coming up in the next three and then a half decent double in 22 as well. Crystal Palace at home followed by Southampton and Watford and then it's Arsenal and Leicester in the double up potentially meaning that a lot of us will be looking at potentially moving Salah onto Son. Um, yes that could be an interesting popular move this week. It could bite us all um, in the backside, given uh, game week 20's fixture for Le Liverpool against Leicester. But I think there's certainly an opportunity there that we will be discussing a bit more at length later on in the show. Um, Watford have the double of Newcastle and Crystal Palace in game week 22, which is probably the best of the entire bunch. But obviously now they're blanking in game week 19, which means a lot of us Dennis and King owners are really struggling to put out a team, especially when you consider most of us also have triple Liverpool. Um, so that's already four players or maybe even five players out of action. Um, but I think um, unless you are desperate to sell one of them to make sure you get a starting 11, I think realistically you're going to have to probably keep them. I'm probably going to have to keep King this week just to make sure that I've got a double, as long as I'm not free hitting that is in game week 22, um, to make sure that I've got that great uh, double game week player then. One thing, a word of warning, obviously, as it stands, the African Cup of Nations is going ahead and Dennis is due to go over there uh, and represent his country. Although, again, things can change very, very quickly. So do keep an eye out for that. But it does mean that potentially Dennis won't be playing in game week 22 or 23 when they play Norwich at home. Um, however, Josh King owners might finally have a game week where they are able to get a couple more points than Dennis owners. Um, but yes, I, I suppose we'll have to wait and see on that one. West Ham and Wolves are not uh, doubling in game week 22. West Ham do have some really nice looking fixtures up until that point. And potentially there are whispers that they've got their postponed game against Norwich that could get jammed into maybe game week 21. Um, but again, that's just a rumour at this point. So uh, do keep an eye out on that. Um, West Ham's fixtures are fundamentally good, though. If you've got um, Antonio, you might have a little bit of a conflict this week because he is recovering from COVID. 
but he's touch and go for the weekend. So do um, have a look at the press conferences for more information on that. If you've got Jared Bowen, like myself, I think he is an ideal candidate for this week. Um, and obviously for the next four as well, even without that double game week, I think he could uh, pick up a decent amount of points over the next few weeks. Wolves um, obviously postponed fixture this week and then Arsenal and Man United away after that. So I don't think we need to be talking about them too much. So yeah, let me know um, which double game weeks you like the look of, which players you're targeting from each team. And uh, as we move into our free hit strategy section of the show, also let me know your initial thoughts on what you might be doing with the free hits um, that we've been given and your strategy over the next few weeks to get to that double game week in 22. A lot of us will be using our free hits, of course. Um, a quick, very quick 30 sec second section on a, a, a few... Uh, important points to mention on the free hit um, that maybe get forgotten every single year. Um, so at the moment, what we know about the bonus free hit, FPL has given us a brand new bonus free hit for uh, to use after game week 20. We can't use it b before then. So if you've already used your one free hit so far this season, you won't have the second free hit available until after game week 20. So game week 21 is the first week you can use it in. Um, obviously, if you've not used your free hit, you can use your first one now if you want in game week 19 or 20, and then you'll still get a second free hit afterwards. Or you could wait and use both of your free hits later on in the season, as long as they're not in consecutive game weeks. And that's a rule that FPL mapped out in the terms and conditions. You can't use two free hits week after week, so you can't use it 21-22 you have to use them at least one week apart from each other. So you could potentially use it in 21, then 23, but you've got to have that gap. Um, another crucial thing to mention uh, to everyone out there who might not be aware, once you've used your free hit, even if you've rolled a transfer before that, even if you've got two free transfers before you free hit, you will only have one free transfer when you move out of the free hit. No matter what, it reverts to one free transfer always, no matter what. So do look out for that. Don't plan transfers in advance thinking, oh, I'll have two free transfers after my free hit. It won't happen. Sadly, it does revert to one. So just a little bit of an FYI for everyone out there. Obviously, again, preaching to the choir, I'm sure, but optimal times to use a free hit in a general season are always blanks or double game weeks. Um, but obviously there are very mitigating circumstances this year, lots of COVID postponements at last minute. And obviously you could always chase a bit of upside if there are some uh, interesting fixtures one week and free hit in any standard game week. I always do believe though blanks and doubles are the best time where you can get the most benefit from those free hits. So I actually mapped out um, this these potential chip strategies for free hits and wildcards yesterday before the Liverpool postponement, but I think generally they stay relatively similar. Um, I will walk through them each individually. Um, first of which, if you've got both wildcards left and both free hits still intact, this might be the chip strategy that I implement, um, uh, it, or I would implement if I had both wildcards still. Um, and it will be similar to if you've only got one wildcard as well. Um, so I'll, I'll breeze through that in just a second. But if I've got both wildcards, obviously first wildcard does have to be used in the next two game weeks. Um, this week looks like a minefield, so I honestly would not be using it in game week 19. I think it's just going to be too tricky. You'll end up probably wildcarding into a side that has no Liverpool or very limited Liverpool players. Um, and also, we just don't know what other games are going to get postponed yet, so you're always likely that... Last minute on Boxing Day, you'll be making transfers based on future put on postponements that get announced on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. And you won't have real time to sit down and think about how those transfers, how those moves will affect your overall side moving through into game week 22 and beyond. So I probably would suggest leaving it as late as possible, using it in game week 20. But even that is fraught with a bit of danger at the moment. One thing it does mean though, is that you can build your side as best as possible with only one game week in between to uh, build your side best for double game week 22, which would then mean 
that you potentially don't even need to use your free hit in game week 22. Although, to be honest, looking at the fixtures, I would actually say that game week 22 is still a pretty ideal fixture um, set to use your free hits if you've got both. Now, if you've got two free hits, this applies to if you've only got one wild card as well. The two prime places I would probably look at using my free hit are still game week 22 and game week 30. Now, for all of you that don't know about game week 30, it's likely to be quite a big blank game week because we'll have all the FA Cup fixture. The I think it's the quarterfinals by that point. There's usually a lot of big Premier League sides in that. And therefore, a lot of their fixtures get cancelled then to be moved to either game week 33, 36 or 37, most likely 36, which we'll go on to in just a second. But it does mean that a free hit is ideal in that week because you can just have one week of moving away from a lot of the big sides and then you'll have them back in your squad by 31. Now, obviously, I did make this uh, sheet earlier yesterday before the Liverpool postponement. So one alternative strategy um, for anyone with two free hits left, whether or not you've got the second wild card doesn't really matter. If you've got two free hits left, an alternative strategy to this would be use one of them this week, um, which is something that I'm looking at with great interest now. The Liverpool game's called off. A lot of us have already got decimated squads. Obviously, three Liverpool assets are out. A lot of us um, are considering selling Salah, which we will go, go, go on to in our next section. But if you're not convinced um, in selling him just yet and you want him for the Leicester fixture in game week 20, alongside people like Trent and Jota, or King or Dennis in the in the Watford side of things, maybe even Rafinha as well, you might be looking at free hitting this week and uh, getting a perfect side out for this game week. Also enjoying Boxing Day a little bit. It does, it does make it much more fun when you free hit as well. And that is a factor that we should consider when playing fantasy football. And then potentially you could use your second free hit, depending on how you're set up for double game week 22, you could either use it in double game week 22 or you could wait and use it in double in, in blank game week 30. Now, another thing to mention on double game week 22, again, we don't know it yet, but Liverpool's fixture against Leeds could get moved to double game week 22 and then Liverpool have a great double, which instantly means a lot of our teams will be much better set up for double game week 22 without needing to use that free hit. I myself, for example, would have eight or nine players already in my side. I think nine starting players, all of them decent first 11 players starting in my side ready for double game week 22 as it stands right now. So I might not even need to use the free hit in 22. Therefore, I could use it later on in the season in game week 30. And then I can relax about using my free transfers to sort out um, for that big blank game week. Now, obviously, it completely depends how your side is set up. You might not be well set up for double game week 22. And therefore, I might suggest using free hit for this week, free hit in 22 if you're really struggling this week and in 22. And then maybe just using free transfers all the way to blank game week 30. The second wildcard then becomes pretty flexible. You could use it whenever you really are desperate for it. Or ideally, you could use it in game week 32 or 35. Now, the reason I say those two is it would be one game week before a double game week, um, especially in 35, if you can hold off that late. Wildcarding in 35 and then bench boosting in 36 could be a play because it does look like game week 36 will be a relatively big double game week. A lot of those blank game week 30 fixtures usually get moved to that game week. So it would be a optimal time to potentially use it then. Um, I won't go into the whole one wildcard, both free hits thing because I think I summarized it in that section as well. Exactly the same strategy, just don't use your your first your first wildcard in the next two weeks because you can't. But I think the rest does actually stand. I think if you've only got one wildcard and a free hit, or even both wildcards and a free hit, you probably want to be looking at free hitting in 22. Um, you could alternatively, if you're quite well set up and you and Liverpool's fixture does get rescheduled into double game week 22 then you could potentially use that free hit in game week 30. But I think for um, the situation right now, free hitting double game week 22, then you don't have to worry about building your side for that. You can just focus on issues in your side right now 
and roll with the punches every single week, which I know will be helpful over the next few weeks because there are going to be more COVID postponements and we're going to have to think on our feet. And it's not a great idea to be booking in transfers at the moment and saying I need X player by this week to make sure that I'm set up for double game week 22 realistically we're going to be fighting fires we're not going to be able to do that most weeks so uh having that free hit in your pocket for double game with 22 might be handy there if you've not got a second one um then i would probably favor using your free transfers to get to game week 30 so we should know which teams are going to be blanking in game week 30 quite a few game weeks ahead of time which means you can start planning transfers in targeting some players to bring in ahead of game week 30. And then I would use the second wildcard to wildcard out of that mess from game week 30, because realistically we're going to have sold a lot of very decent players who won't be playing in game week 30 that we do want back in the short term. I would use the wildcard the very next week and then set up for the doubles in the last eight game weeks of the season. Same goes for if you've got both wildcards and one free hit left. I probably again you you're going to have to use that first wild card in the next couple of weeks so maybe you could set up for double game week 22 by doing so and therefore you could avoid using the free hit in 22 and use it later on but again like I said I just don't think we're going to be able to plan in transfers I don't think we can optimize our squads um, ahead of time at the moment considering the amount of COVID postponements they're going to be so I'd probably still favor using a free hit in 22 if you're not already well set up for it and then free transfers to 30, wildcard out of it in 31. And hey, presto, you've got a good side, a strong side ready for those doubles in uh, potentially 33, 36 or 37. Right, on to the final section of the show. And before we start talking about Mo Salah, I should remember to ask all of you for your chip strategies over the next few weeks. Please do leave them in the comments. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, I'm really interested to hear other people's thoughts. Obviously, I've done some thinking about it. But a lot of other people have some really great ideas that I've been checking out in the community. So please do post them below. Let me know what you think is the best strategy moving forwards for your team. Um, but without further ado, the main topic for today is, of course, what on earth are we going to be doing with Mo Salah? Um, and we've touched on it a little bit earlier on. So to summarize again, if you've skipped forward to this section of the video, Mo Salah sadly has now got a blank game week in game week 19 and we'll probably be going off to the African Cup of Nations as long as it goes ahead which it does look like it will in game week 22 and then we'll probably be missing game week 23 as well um now obviously if you take off game week 22 and 23 from that fixture difficulty uh, radar below um, the player on the screen now you've got just two fixtures in the next five and those are Leicester away in 20 and Chelsea away in 21 which obviously is not ideal um, in theory um, and he is a very expensive player to own at such a high ownership as well so he could burn you if you don't have him for game week 20 and 21 so that is a huge consideration to make although now I think there is an opportunity to be brave and move away for it from, from him at the moment. So game week 19, obviously blank game week. It was the Leeds home fixture. One strategy that I've seen a lot of people considering in the community right now, and myself, I'm definitely considering this strategy, is selling Mo Salah to probably target a Spurs asset or potentially a Man United asset like Son or moving funds forward to the forward line to either Ronaldo or Kane. Now, the reason we we're saying this, the reason that a lot of people are suggesting this is because Son obviously has a decent fixture in game week 19 against Crystal Palace, but then moves on to further good game weeks against Southampton and Watford respectively in 20 and 21, followed by a good double game week in 22 as well. So he'll be playing in all of those games he rarely, if ever, gets rotated. He probably won't get rotated at all. And he's looking in great form now. He's got 10 returns in the season. And obviously Spurs actually have three games in hand over the rest of the teams in the Premier League, pretty much. Which means that with just half the season left, left to go, they've still got 21 games left to play. The rest have 18, pretty much. That is actually a sizable chunk more fixtures. If you can dive in on a Spurs asset, then you're getting three more fixtures if you can hold on to them for that long. 
So there is relative upside to bringing in someone like Son. Obviously, same goes for Kane and Ronaldo. I'd say Ronaldo's more of a risk just because the fixtures are so congested. I do expect at least one rest in there at some point. Although what I would say is that's unlikely to come in the next two game weeks against Newcastle and Burnley, considering the amount of time that Man United have had off uh, given their COVID postponements in the last couple of weeks. He should be fresh and fit, so he probably will be playing 90 minutes in both of the next two at least. Um, but yeah, so with Mo Salah, there are two strategies you could implement really. Either you sell him right now and bring in Son and... Then you just grit your teeth and pray that Leicester away and Chelsea away aren't profitable for him. And then after that, jobs are good and you've got doubles for Son, Ronaldo or Kane, whichever you go for. And Salah isn't even um, in the country anymore. He's over at the African Cup of Nations playing over there, meaning there's potentially huge upside for you. Now, the other, obviously, on the flip side of that, the negative is if you sell Salah this week, then you do have to grit your teeth for Leicester away and Chelsea away, which whilst on paper don't look great for a Liverpool uh, for a Liverpool asset, they're not easy fixtures. Leicester away, they're a leaky defence, and I I do genuinely expect Mo Salah to score in that game. Um, not necessarily more than Son will, but I do expect him to do relatively well against Leicester. They've not been the tightest defence this year. And then again, on paper, Chelsea's a tough fixture, but he'll be going directly up against Marcus Alonso with Ben Chilwell still out. And realistically, Liverpool can beat anyone. Liverpool can tear apart any side. And Chelsea have looked pretty shaky at the back recently. Alonso's not as good defensively as Ben Chilwell is. And he does leave a lot of space in behind. So I think Mo Salah might have his number and he's got a relatively good chance of an attacking return in that match as well. If you remove just the colour of the fixture difficulty rating, I still think that both of those fixtures in 20 and 21 could be painful not owning Mo Salah. It's just a question of whether you think the upside of owning someone like Hyunming Son will be great enough when he's got much better fixtures objectively than Mo Salah. Now, if you don't want to sell Mo Salah, another strategy that you could implement is using the free hit in game week 19 if you've still got both intact. Obviously, if you've only if you've used one free hit, you can't use your second one yet. You have to use it after game week 20, which may, means you might have to be uh, making a more objective decision on whether or not you can afford to bench Mo Salah this week or not. But if you could use your free hit this week, you could bring in a perfect side for this game week. You could have Son, you could have Ronaldo, you could have Kane, you could have KDB, you could have all of these players. Maybe not all of them. That's a lot of that's a lot of money. But you can have most of those players. Perfect side for game week 19. Forget about the stress of having to sell Mo Salah ahead of Leicester and Chelsea. And then by game week 20, you've got Mo Salah back in your side. He'll probably be more low owned. Um, a lot of people will sell him this week because they have to. He was around 74% ownership when I first made this video. He's now down to 72. So it is dropping, which means in game week 20, you might have an effective ownership captaincy on Salah of maybe 150%, which seems really high. It is really high, but compared to his usual effective ownership of 190 odd percent, it's actually quite differential all of a sudden. You actually get quite a lot of benefit from captaining him all of a sudden. So I would say that if you are convinced that Mo Salah can match Son in just game week 20 and 21, forgetting about all the others, then I'd say maybe the play is to free hit this week if you've got it and play Mo Salah in game week 20 and 21, and then bring in um, Son either maybe in 21, you could sell Salah in 21 against Chelsea, bring in Son against Watford, and then you've got, you've got Son for the doubles in 22 as well, or Ronaldo or, or Kane, whichever way you, you would want to play it. Now, it is worth remembering, just look at those stats on the right-hand side for a second. This guy can and will score against anyone. So if you sell him, which I might be, by the way. I'm fully on board with the idea of selling him. I think it could be done. Do find a big sofa to hide behind in game with 20 and 21 because it can bite it, and it probably will bite. It's just whether or not your replacement can outperform him in those two weeks. Obviously, they'll outperform him in game weeks 19, 22 and 23. So you do have that to fall back on. Maybe look at the move as an entire five-week period 
it's just in those two particular weeks, you might have to find a big sofa to hide behind. But let me know what you guys think about Mo Salah. What are you doing with him? Really, I do want to find out what the community are thinking. I want to know how many of you are actually selling him and how many of you are just going to be free hitting this week because I'm still in two minds. Which brings me on to my team planning section for game week 19. Now, I'm actually weirdly fortunate this week. I, I, I was stressing about it a lot yesterday, thinking it was going to be a nightmare. And it is still it is still not great. It's not ideal. Um, but I can still field, without taking any transfers whatsoever, a starting 10 right now, theoretically. Now, when we dig into that a bit more, it becomes a bit more problematic. So let's let's have a look at this quickly now before we wrap up the show. So Norwich away for Ramsdale, that's absolutely fine. Livramento, James, Diaz and Cancelo back four. I'm relatively comfortable with that. Livramento away at West Ham isn't ideal, but the other three are premium assets and I, I, I expect them to keep clean sheets against anyone. Obviously with James and Cancelo, there's all the chance in the world of attacking returns. Um, obviously Jota is the one in the starting 11 at the moment who won't play. Um, meaning I've got three in the middle of B Bowen, Foden and Saka. All decent fixtures, all happy enough with that. And then Watkins and Tony up front. Watkins has Chelsea at home. Tony has Brentford away. And now we start to see why this becomes a little bit problematic because when we go through my side bit by bit, Livramento isn't ideal anyway in the best of weeks. Um, and he's got Livramento, uh, got Livramento away. He's got West Ham away, who will probably be scoring against Southampton. Then we come on to James, who whilst he's objectively a great pick for this week, like I mentioned earlier on in the video, Chelsea versus uh, Aston Villa does look like it's the most likely game to be postponed in game week 19 so far. So do keep an eye out for that. It might fall by the wayside. It might be that third game postponed. Fingers crossed that it's okay. If it's okay, then I might be able to get away with just take making a couple of transfers and a lot hinges on that game week in, on that game in particular. But I am nervous. I do think that there's a fair chance that that one gets called off. Obviously, the Man City game is absolutely fine. I'm happy enough with that. Um, then Jota doesn't have a game week. Um, I won't be selling Jota. Um, I'm pretty happy with him in the long term. If they've got that double game week in 22 as well, I think he's going to be ideal. And also with Salah going off to the African Cup of Nations, I think Jota is the obvious replacement. Um, he will be getting minutes no matter what then, because there's no one else to replace him. Um, and he's got great underlying statistics, so I don't see any reason to be selling him. Um Jared Bowen, absolutely fine. Phil Foden is problematic again. We don't know if he'll come back into the starting lineup. That could be a major issue. Um, it's questionable. Pep's not giving away anything at the moment. He said he'll clarify the situation on um, Foden and Grealish's benching and on their disciplinary actions, but not to us. He'll clarify it to them. So they'll know before the game, but we won't have any idea, meaning it is a big risk playing with Phil Foden this week. Uh, he might not play. Um, I'm probably 50-50, maybe 60-40 that he does play. Um, I think he's probably served his um, naughty boy corner step for the de for the week. I think he'll probably come back in. But again, you can't be sure. And when I'm already looking at a squad without a bench, without any backup options, that becomes a real issue for me. So Foden's a big question mark. And then when we go into the forward line as well, Watkins at home to Chelsea is no by no means ideal. And that game might get called off as well. And then Brighton, uh, Brighton for Tony, again, not, not perfect at the best of times. But then Tony also isn't fully fit yet. Um, Thomas Frank did come out and say if he's fully fit, he'll start. He got minutes in the cup. Obviously, he came off the bench in that. But by no means he's going to be starting. And that's another risk. And all of a sudden, if the Villa-Chelsea game gets called off or looks hesitant going into Boxing Day, and I'm still not sure about Foden or Tony, then all of a sudden I'm looking at a starting lineup of one, two, three, four, five, six players potentially. So I could be in some big trouble, which means that even with transfers, I might not be able to fix this. And I'm quite fortunate I've still got my my other free hit ready and I need to be building a free hit side ready for game week 19 just in case all of those factors combine and come together I think if all of those games go ahead I might be able to make a minus eight 
Sell Salah, yeah, I, I that's a difficult one, but I think I might have to. Um, sell, I think it was Tony, uh, maybe Watkins actually. Sell Salah and Watkins um, and probably Foden. Bring in uh, Son, Ronaldo and uh, someone a bit cheaper for Foden. I think I could afford someone around 7.5 million. So I might be eyeing up uh, Gabriel Martinelli possibly uh, for a bit cheaper. Uh, someone like that uh, for a little bit less budget. Someone also who will be doubling in game week 22. Because if I use a free hit this week, I will try my very best not to have to use... Uh, sorry, I won't be using a free hit that week, but I'll try my very best to uh, strategize for 22 however best I can. Um, obviously, the minus eight will be quite brutal, but I think a lot of hits are going to fly this week. I think minus four might be around the average. So really, it'd be like taking a minus four. Um, but again, let me know what you think about my moves. Which would you do? Would you be free hitting on this side? Would you be potentially just making a couple of transfers? Honestly, I'm on the fence. I don't know what I'm doing. So please help me out in the comments. Let me know what you think. And uh, I'll probably be basing my decision on what the crowd think this week because I have no idea. And that brings us to the end of the show this week. I was aiming to make it a quick one, but we had lots to talk about. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. I won't keep you for any longer. Obviously, this is all subject to change. So if any other games do get postponed, sadly, I'm not going to have time to re-record this. So please do bear with me. Do um, take everything I've said with a pinch of salt. If it's irrelevant, I do apologize, but I've tried to get this out as quickly as possible this morning. Um, as usual, if you've lasted this long, I would really appreciate it if you left a like, commented or subscribed to the channel to help us grow the channel, especially this week. Um, it is the se season for giving. So if you could give me a like or a subscription, that would be great. Thank you very much for that. All of the stats that you've seen on screen today have been from Playmaker. Um, that is free to download. We've got a huge new feature coming out today. It might be live by the time you download it if you haven't done so already. So do check that out. It's completely free to download now. But without further ado, I wish you all a Merry Christmas. I'll see you on the other side of it or happy holidays as well, no matter what you're celebrating. I'll see you on the other side of it. I hope all your arrows are green for game week 19 and I'll see you for game week 20, which kicks off obviously just two days later. So it'll be hectic, but I think we're all enjoying it. Fingers crossed anyway. Keep smiling and uh, I'll see you on the, other on the other side after Christmas. Goodbye, guys.